Papa Sturm, as you know, I'm Papa Sturm. Uh, today's podcast, we're lucky enough to have my very, very dear friend, David Rigby, who's the uh, Senior Director of Business Development, that's a mouthful, uh, yes, at, is. At, at Broward College, um, amongst other things that, that we'll talk about. And uh, Dave's always a, he's always a, a very interesting guy. Um, we were literally uh, almost best friends the minute we met. Um, and because uh, he's a really great guy, he uh, lives in East Fort Lauderdale. We'll we'll talk a little bit about how we met and and all that later. But uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, senior director of business development does, Dave. That is what could only be described as a sunset job that I thought would be easy. Going to work for the state, doing some sponsorships and advertising for Broward College six years ago, seven years ago, and then uh, you know leaving the NFL. And it turned out to be um, a whole lot more than that over time. It's kind of pivoted from sponsorships and, and advertising and selling off the assets of uh, the college that don't or needed to be monetized. And now it's become more or less a commercial real estate venture. And uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how the sausage is made in, in the state education system. So, so, so one wouldn't think that, you know, Broward College, I guess, started out as a community college. When I was a kid, it was Broward Community College, and then it became a four-year institution. Like, how did it amass, like, all this property and all this, all this developable land and everything, you know, that, that, that they need someone to, to, to be to selling this stuff off? Uh, that's a great question. So it started out as a, a junior college, community college, in 1966, I think. Some year like that, right? And you were at, what? Uh, that, Twenty nine at that point, I, right? I, at that point, I was approximately. No, I'm just kidding. He's way younger than that. Way yeah. younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, way more immature. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. A, that's about the time my parents moved here. You know, with, yeah. with with kids in tow. Yeah. Oh, they took you when they moved here. <laughs> rumor has a, it they were trying to get. They left you in New York, was, you know, but they they did take you. They so thought, the they, are thought they had gotten rid of us, but we okay. crawled in the trunk of the car, and okay. lo and behold, they got to Florida, and we were still with them. All right, all right. Just, it was like just they a were few like more bodies transferred to and Florida still, in the trunk. They could not shake you off the leg, and uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, there was a lot of leg shaking going so they, on then. So they loaded up the truck and moved to South Florida and to Beverly. And, uh, moved to Beverly, and uh, so Jed, tell us about. Uh, actually, that would make you Jethro, right? Not Jed. Jethro. Yeah. Which would make my brother. Ellie May. Ellie May. Thank right. You. There you go. There you go. And, and your brother does he's, look good in those shorts, he's by the way. kind of effeminate yeah, and yeah. blonde. So that's good, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we digressed. Fun? Yeah. So anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. So tell us about Broward College and how they uh, so, amassed you know, all this property. I think like uh, a lot of colleges, they just they have money. They're expanding. They think they need more classroom space. And, of course, at the time, they did. And uh, the campuses spread out through Broward County. And they, I imagine, started with one in fact, building one just got raised uh, on the central campus, I don't know, about a year ago, and that was built in 1966. And to give you an idea, the buildings go up to like 105. Wow. So, oh, and how, how, so how big was building one that, that just got raised? I don't raised? know, maybe I don't know, five, 6,000 square feet of okay. kind of classroom space, sort of what you would think of sort of institutional style, you know, old school classroom space. So, and, and so tell, tell us about some of the, so I guess, so obviously you have some classroom space to sell, and, right. uh, and uh, tell me about, what, what are some of the other types of uh, properties that, that you're, you're trying to dispose of? Well, you know, for myself, I mean, there's, it's, you know, you could kind of sort of take it from the top. So we had a building down in downtown 
uh, Fort Lauderdale that was a 39-story building on Las Olas and 2nd, which uh, was going unfunctional. Downtown wasn't probably the most best way to use of land, and the college owned it, and we ended up selling it to um, Big Development Corporation, and that's since become a whole other building, like for millions of dollars. I, I remember that building. It was, it was like a, a block or two away from YOLO down there. And, exactly. Okay, um, I didn't realize that. Okay, and that was, so Broward College actually owned that land and sold it to, to uh, a developer. To, or actually it was a 99-year land lease uh, uh -huh. to the developer uh, right there in that, that property, bad, bad edit here, but I can't remember their name. Okay. Um, so, yeah. um, and I should. But well, we could, we could look that up for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So, in any case, so you go from something to that size, and then it, um, you know, comes down to more of the stuff that I've been doing, which is, you know, starting out as we thought, you know, sponsorships and and you know the kind of the classic sort of stuff you might see on campus with Pepsi and this and that and products that are trying to get to college students, and along comes the idea that we're not going to c continue with sports. For example, the college makes a decision that the the sports in the college was was. There's not the, the funding of those students was so high that they had to d disassociate themselves with that, as happens across colleges all over the country all the time. And so then those properties become available, gymnasiums, other sports facilities. Um, uh, uh, COVID itself comes along. That causes all kinds of commercial real estate um, changes, as does uh, the, the viability of having students come to campuses as, as compared to doing it you know, virtually. Mm -hmm. So that's the other big change that's happening out in the education world that, you know, there's these, these fundamental changes happening. So if you have more, st less students coming into the college and more students being virtual, what's going to happen? You're going to have less use for all of that right. real you're estate. You're going to have more inventory for, you're have for more Dave inventory. to come sell because okay. he's the senior director of business development is what yeah and the, so who, who is the, the who, sales guy who's the typical guy who's the typical guy girl woman person that's going to purchase property from, well, from the college well, uh, in my case i've been really lucky because it's been really cool stuff we started out with the florida children's theater that is the oldest children is children's theater in the state started in 1954 so. oh so the young children aren't allowed in there uh, oh, 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 the oldest children's theater. I thought it was the oldest children. I, no, no, no. The know, oldest grammar. Children. The importance of grammar here. So uh, <laughs> the oldest yeah. children. You're yeah. the oldest child. Uh, I am the oldest child around <laughs> here. That's true. <laughs> There's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, uh, Didn't mean to throw you off there, but just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's slightly. Yeah. So the children's theater needed yeah. a new home. And yeah. we had a theater building that was po very possibly looking at the wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I got together with the creative person there uh, who was also in charge of uh, searching for new space for them. And the, the, the theater, about all 25,000 square feet of a classroom space, theater space, you know, all the things that go along with a theater program. Um, move, uh, you, uh, after two years of tough negotiating, because you know in the academic world, it's, it, you can't just get rid of something. You have to go through all kinds of channels and, and stakeholders and Right, you know, things for bidding you, and all that, and all everything. the things, yeah. and it, it didn't have to yeah. go to a, a you know a uh, a full bidding situation, but it, it was close. So you know, so that we we finally got in, and now that's instituted on the on on the central campus, which is the main campus in Davie. So there's three mm -hmm. main campuses. Just to kind of backtrack a little bit, there's North Campus, um, 
right not too far from here in Coral Springs. There's Central Campus in Davie, and then there's a South Campus that's near Perry Airport. I think you might be familiar with Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, I know that, right, because of my dealings with them with the whole massage program and right. all that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you, so, uh, so we got that going, and then that, that kind of gave me a, a learning platform of how to make it work, what's going to happen, how does this c come about. And then I got um, hooked up with a guy that I met through the Orange Bowl Committee, a guy named Larry Gautier, who's with um, a big development company. But he kind of self-taught himself into what we were doing. The next thing you know, we were doing United Premier Soccer League. And, and having, well, first it started out with the Argentine Soccer League, believe it or not, who came to us with this whole plethora of things, including Messi, of all things, mm -hmm. two and a half years ago. And you know right. what's happened recently with him on Right, quite right. certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he got stopped in China. Is what you're talking about, right? <laughs> in the Chinese airport. Did you hear about that? <laughs> no, I didn't. He did get stopped in the Chinese airport. Yeah, Recently? he was actually on the way to Miami, and he got he got he did get delayed, but they did they did let him go though. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had he didn't have his own jet. I Apparently, guess he will after this. China, yeah, that yeah. But exist. he what did he turn down? One point two billion dollars to come here or something like that? I think he yeah. turned down that much money from the Saudis to take this deal. Right, right. Yeah. Kind of like you. You you turned one point two dollars to come onto this uh, if podcast you took, today. If you took seven you zeros off of that. Yeah. That was my turn down fee. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So uh, that, that's 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 really interesting. So, all right, so let's talk about some other stuff that okay. uh, you know. This is you know this is like all about Dave Rigby. Yeah, you know? that's kind of tough. Okay, yeah. um, stay awake, guys. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's subliminal mark every once in a while. It's not me. It's my alter ego, subliminal mark. But anyway, um, so yeah, so you're into the boating life too. I know you're uh, often travel. You do a lot of fishing. Actually, that's how we met. When I had a boat, I used to keep my boat at your house, and uh, yep. we became good friends from that. And right. uh, and so, uh, so tell us a little bit about the boating life. Well, let's just start with I go outside. My somebody rents my dock for me, and there's a dock out. There's a boat at the dock called. That's my boat. son. That's yeah. my son. That's my son. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Cute. Yeah. So that's my son. Yeah. And out there is this kind of gregarious guy hanging around the dock, and that was. Me, you, Papa Sturm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so right away we got we hit it off about boats and talked about boats. I love boats. You know, live on the water, live in Fort Lauderdale. Um, the boating life is, you know, it's like if you don't, if you can't be on the water or have a boat, there's pretty much no no reason to live in all this heat and humidity and crazy. Right, which today is unbearable. By it the is way, it so is unbearable. I can even feel it in here. It's yeah. 85 degrees right now. Right, conditions that matter. So you, so you do a lot of fishing and everything too. That's uh, yeah. so it's just kind of a hobby of yours. Is that it's a, pa the passion? You yeah, know, that is my thing. You know, how, how, long, how long you been doing that for? Well, I'm, I'm a water baby. Started out mm -hmm. in Jones Beach in New York, and I'm two years old. Surfed up through my whole life. Lived on the water, bought boats, stayed with boats. And the ocean's my thing. And and, I, and you do go to Costa Rica a lot. Is that for the fishing, or just because you enjoy the the Costa Rica life? A little bit of both, or a little uh... bit of both. But that we bought it down there. We bought a boat down there and a unit down there with a couple fishing partners, mm -hmm. uh, 15, 17 years ago, and have been. Uh, fishing down there and doing the Costa Rica thing for going on two decades. It's well, been great. Well, uh, excluding your ex-girlfriend, what's the biggest fish you ever caught? Wow. That's a, that, that's, what a great question. Yeah. I think that would probably be a 450-pound swordfish. Did you really? Yeah. And yeah. what did you do with this swordfish? Uh, killed it and ate it. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. All right, did you cook it first at least, or, uh, <laughs> or was it swordfish sushi? That's hard to say. Hey. Well, swordfish isn't typically yeah, we'll sushi. Have some, we'll have a series of swordfish sushis. Right, no. yeah. 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 Wow, that's great. You know, and, uh, you either release it or eat it. There's only two ways to go. And how long ago was this? 
It was probably, I don't know, eight, ten years ago. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Very but, cool. You know, we, we fish for a lot. A lot gets released. A lot gets kept, you know. I would right. rather eat something I caught than buy something in the market, that's and, for sure. And rumor has it you have issues making margaritas. Is that is that a, an accurate statement? or a... No, the issues are with those who drink the margaritas. No, margaritas? Margaritas. Margaritas, all right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Too much coffee. All right, so so one other topic I'd love to cover is uh, you seem to be going into a, a new venture, you know, a little bit uh, little bit under the radar. Tell, tell us a little bit about uh, what, what, what the, the venture that you're exploring right now. Well, as, as when I walked in here and I started looking around at all of this that you have here, it's so mm. cool, and, and thinking about what would work. And you, uh, all right, and, and so how long, how long have you been involved in this for? It's been going on about two and a half years, and now we're finally getting storefronts up and um, getting the getting it's it's the townships have to approve it, and there's tax bases and um, putting together these really cool places inside because it's become it's highly competitive. Uh, so, so it's going to be, is it retail locations? Is that kind of what you're... Retail uh, you're locations with, oh, yeah. with the licenses. The, 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 you know, the big deal is to get the licenses, to get the states to approve you, to have the local municipalities vote you through, um, then to get the properties that can be zoned for that type so of they, activity. And they've approved you? Yes. And you yeah. need to dig deeper. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's great. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's that, a big deal. That's, that's a huge deal. I mean, that's, that's, you know, there's only what, I'm assuming there's only like a limited number of... of Groups that they will uh, they'll actually approve. Yeah, It'd yeah. Be, it would be like if yeah. you were in New York City and you're trying to get a liquor license or something, where it's really competitive to own that license, and that's like th that on steroids. It's it's a big big process. Right. And so you get so, the, you, and there are all kinds of licenses. There there's vertical and there's parallel. Can you grow? Can you distribute? Then can you retail? Or can you buy from other sources and not have to grow? And these a lot of that's depending on state laws and. And so how many? So, so you said you could open up a few retail stores. How many? How many retail stores you, are, are you looking to open up? I mean, you know, right now we're probably looking at three to four, maybe mm -hmm. more, and and then that grows, you know, exponentially as you, as you get them put together. You're you're you've done this plenty of times in your career. It's it's not as franchise driven, or at least I don't think it is. But it can be. There's big companies out there that have the whole package put together, like a McDonald's, literally. Right. You know, everything from the, the product to the retail look. Right. In my opinion, it's just a matter of time before maybe it'll 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 peak in value. But it's just a matter of time, I think, before almost all states will. will well, the, the, legalize. The, the elephant in the room is when yeah. the federal government completely decriminalizes the product, and then the big banks can get in it, and then right. it will explode. Which is ridiculous. Well, it, of course it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous that, like, the federal government is, does, you know... All you're, they ever worry about is money. How could they possibly miss this right. pot of money? You're literally committing a, a federal crime. You know, you could walk down the street in the state of California and get high, and you're legal... With the state of California, but, you know, I mean, nothing would ever happen, but you're literally committing a federal crime. Have you seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Only a thousand years ago. So, okay. well, there's yeah. a scene yeah. when, uh, when the, the, the two assassins are talking in the car mm -hmm. about Amsterdam and how, you know, the legality of hash, you can have it, but you can't own it. You can smoke it, but you... it's a whole thing. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, all right, so why... I'm I'm in in this unknown state, okay, 
uh, that you're <laughs> that you're <laughs> usually in. Right, I'm in an, <laughs> an unknown state. Yeah, um, I'm in this unknown state that we can't talk about. I mean, I guess you could tell me, but you'd have to kill me. Okay. But then again, I have nine lives. Um, just call it New England for. You know. We'll call it New England. Okay, so you're in New England. I just don't like New England because I, I just really don't like the Patriots. But we are Dolphin fans, are we not? And Gator fans, go Gators. Go but Gators. I divert. Um, anyway. So, so you have your stores in New England, uh -huh. okay? Why am I going to go to the the stores that you're involved in as opposed to some store, uh, some some dispensary two blocks away? Well, for the same reason you would go anywhere, it would be product. It would be the the the, the experience that you get when you walk in. It'll be geography. Um, there's not going to be a store two blocks away because the the municipalities just pretty much wouldn't have it. It's uh -huh. not. It's not. It's not like a fast food situation where you're going to have four stores on the corner because that's, you know, the traffic flow. That's, although the places we have are enormously big on traffic flow, just like any other major retail. So the, the question for that is if, if you're going into Sackahaskie, Massachusetts, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And that particular municipal, municipality has two licenses. And then you go through the whole process of getting one of those licenses. So then they're going to then figure out which, where in that, that zone you can have it. So people are, you know, they are, they're not going to go too far for something that they mm -hmm. can get next but, door. But you're saying they're also your, I guess you're saying like your stores will just be a little bit nicer also and yeah, better product, be like better and, and all you, that and everything. You walk in and it's right. cool. It's the old, you know, we learned at University of Florida, build a better mousetrap and they'll beat a path to your door. So you're <laughs> building just a slightly better mousetrap that, you know, that you're going to customers and everything going to gone up going to want to go to you guys as opposed to some other store maybe within that municipality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, it, I mean, because it, it's, and still it's a little bit of a process, right? You go into a retail store like that, you still like get stopped at the door, get ID, go through like a lobby. It's almost like going into a nightclub. Right, right. And, and then you walk in and there's this wall full of different products, edibles, rolling papers, accessories, pot in every description, vaporizers, regular buds, all of it. And, you know, that's what these big retail right. stores look like. And, so how, so, how, so your, your, your typical store, how big is your typical store going to be? Well, we haven't even built the typical store yet. So okay. I think the retail location is going to be maybe thirty-five to 4,000 square feet. Oh, it's going to be a big store then. Oh yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty okay. good size. You come in and it's like a whole experience. Yeah, I know. I know when you when you, I, you I've seen these kind of stores and whatever. Like literally, some of them are like like Apple stores are like so modern. They're, just it's like, exactly what it's like. It's yeah. again, it's like walking in here. You're surprised yeah. at how modern it is and you know how how technically, you know, sophisticated you know these right. things can right. be until you see them. And it's also is it also it's like also oh, cash only too, right? You can't take, well <laughs> because of the banking. That it, right. sort of kind of. You yep. can go in and you can buy a debit card, mm -hmm. and then you can use the debit card to buy the pot. So, right. which is and which is a lot of what they're doing because the the, the hard part is you don't want to have that much cash around. So if you have all this cash and you can't put it into a bank, what are you going to do with it? You got to put it in safes. You got to find right. you know secure locations to keep the cash, and then you got to convert the cash to usable currency to buy your curtains and your more. Right. It's so right. No, that sounds pretty interesting. Money laundering and um, money laundering. Money laundering. Uh, <laughs> no, and not so. When do you not th money laundering? Not not at all. Not at all. Do you see Ozark? Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. bad <laughs> things happen. Anyway, <laughs> I want to go to I, I want to go to the Ozarks though. Since seeing that, I'm like. Damn, does that look nice? It looks awesome. Doesn't like, it really what a nice? Great summer location. Yeah, money laundering. So anyway, um, what, what, when, do you, girls. when do you foresee your your first door opening? 
uh, I think we'll probably be selling maybe by December. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. A little, little Christmas present. It would be right. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. been a, it's been yeah. a long and expensive road to get here. Yeah, I mean whatever. <laughs> right, get grandma stone. Whatever. Okay, and uh, so uh, just to just to go back, mushrooms as, are next. Uh, as a senior director of business development, somebody might have interest in in some properties or something. How, how do they get a hold of you, Dave? They would just uh, you know that's a great question. They would just yeah. uh, go to drigby at broward.edu. Drigby at broward.edu. Yeah. All right. Well. Dave, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you. A pleasure having you on the, the Boca Business uh, Boca with business. Papa Stern podcast. Uh, you're, you're a rock star. love talking to you. And look, look forward to going out boating again with you in the really near future. The and Sunday. maybe even, maybe <laughs> I might be in New England in December, hint, hint. But anyway. It's, but, it's, uh, it's time for you. So right. It's time for you to find, thanks, out, thanks find for, yourself. Thanks for coming out today, Dave. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it.